Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. For exclusive podcasts and more, sign up at patreon.com slash partners in crime media. This week's Lana Marathon winner is April Trovolian. I should practice before I go. This week's Lawn Order Marathon winner is April Trevilian of Orlando, Florida. April will get a marathon decal showing she watched 26.2 hours of her favorite crime show. To be next week's winner, sign up at lawandorderpodcast.com. I'm Kevin Flynn with Rebecca Lavoie and Briley O'Connor. And these are their stories. You think you know who did it, but you don't know who did it. Law and order, law and order, law and order. It's no ordinary police procedural, baby. It's the FNOG of police procedures, baby. Law and order, law and order, law and order, law and order. These are their stories, these are their stories. Welcome to These Are Their Stories, the podcast about Network TV's most enduring crime franchise and the real-life cases that inspired their shows. I'm Kevin Flynn. Each podcast will break down an episode from either Criminal Intent, SVU, or Original Recipe. And today we're looking at SVU Season 15, Episode 6, October Surprise. All right, this clown could be mayor. He opened himself up to blackmail. Right, Eddie had cash. Where'd he get it from? This could just be the tip of the iceberg. I think we saw more than just the tip. Joining me to do just that is true crime author and the host of Crime Writers On and Netflix's You Can't Make This Up podcasts, Rebecca Lavoy. Hello, Rebecca. Hola. Hola, because we have so much Spanish in this <laughs> random, episode. Random Spanish. Muy bueno. All right. <laughs> <laughs> is this rounding... about what Puerto Ricans do? <laughs> <laughs> and rounding out our panel is our special guest, the winner of the These Are Your Stories contest Yay! from Minneapolis, Minnesota, Briley O'Connor. Hello, Briley. Hello, hello. I'm so excited. We had over 200 entries. Which is unbelievable. We read them all. No pressure. Jesus. Yeah. We had at least two <laughs> dozen that would have been great guests, but we picked Briley. So how did you celebrate your win? I squeed a lot and then texted a bunch of people who didn't care nearly as much as I did. <laughs> so, Briley, tell us about yourself. Well, I am a mom. I have a yeah. six-year-old son. He just turned six. Um, and I work at Target. Um, although none of the opinions or terrible language I use here reflect <laughs> on Target in any way. <laughs> no, one t- no one tell them. Um, yeah, so I, I, work in the, <laughs> I work in the tech field um, and I do improv comedy for fun, except not during a pandemic. Um, so mm, I'm, yeah. I'm an artist that's terribly lonely and in need of attention. Really Unbelievable. Yeah. That's very interesting. I actually think <laughs> that working at Target part in a tech job might be the most interesting part. <laughs> it, you know, it's I, I love my job. I get to do a lot of um, uh, interesting things. I help make the app and website accessible for people with disabilities. Hmm. Um, so I get to work with a lot of interesting people. Sometimes I get to wave a big stick and tell people they have to do what I tell them. And that brings me <laughs> great joy. 
Yes. Oh, so you're not on the floor with a red shirt? No, she works for corporate. Oh, good. That's the place to be. Yeah, no, no. Didn't you get the clue from the whole Minneapolis thing? They have Target stores in Minneapolis. We do. We have many. We have many. But no, I I work at the HQ, although right now HQ is my living room. Nice. Ah. Well, (laughs) we've talked a lot on the show about the over the, you know, the 30 year lifespan of law and order and the way it's handled things like criminal justice in race. But in your entry, you brought up an, another concern that we really haven't talked about. I mean, we could do a whole series <laughs> on, on these. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, am a blind person. And so I always pay attention to how people with disabilities are represented in media. Um, spoiler alert, it's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Real bad. In case you didn't know. Uh, but one of the most interesting things about law and order in particular is that people with disabilities are A, Never or super rarely, I'm I'm willing to go out on a limb and say never, although now someone on the Internet is going to find me and show me <laughs> the one episode out of 22 seasons. So come at me, Twitter, uh, where the actors actually have a disability. Mm-hmm. There's one. There's only never, one. Maybe one. Marley I'm Matlin probably a deaf person, a right? Lawyer. Yes, yeah. it's Marley Matlin. Yep, she played a lawyer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Deacon's eye patch doesn't no. check that box, no. no? Yeah, another thing too is it's always about their disability. It's never just yeah. a person with a disability who's just a regular person doing a thing. Right. It's always like a Or and it's actually disability. rarely or never judges or lawyers. It's always a criminal or a homeless right. person or somebody that's really sad. That yeah. Or like in this recent season of SVU, a victim. A horrible, yeah. like, yeah. like the situation victim. Yeah. It's real yeah. bad. It's yeah. always stuff like that. It's never shows people in positions of power. We've made some progress on representation in regards to LGBTQ, although that's not great either. And race, um, you, you know, having to dialogue about that. But the interesting thing about SVU is they don't even fucking talk about it. Yeah. Like they, yeah. Don't, they don't ever even address it. So, like, there's no Olivia outrage over, like, people using the words wheelchair bound, which is right. gross, by the way. Yep. Don't do right, that. Right, right. Um, you know. I'm really curious, with your visual impairment, how do you interact with law and order? It, that's a good question. So, I've been watching Law and Order since I was probably 10, which we can question my mother's decision <laughs> on that. Same. And it's interesting you mention that because if you watch older episodes of Original Recipe, you don't really need to see it to follow it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of like walking around and folding clothes or yes. buying <laughs> random corn dogs yes. and moving around for no reason, but lots of yakety yakking. Not a whole lot of visual storytelling. Well, somewhere around, um, I think actually probably Criminal Intent started some of this. If I think about this now, the cold opens with no talking and just like montage over music sort of situation. So some of that, it's like, um... I don't know what's going on. What's happening? Uh, and a lot of it you can pick up later from context clues, but there's actually a thing called uh, audio description. Right. You can get it on the network. So it used to be on Netflix. All of Law & Order SVU used to be on Netflix, and they actually had the audio description track with it, which was great, especially for like the later seasons, these past probably 10 seasons or so. They have a lot of those visual details where if they can't pick it up from context clues, one episode that i think of is what was the halloween one with the creepy girls you remember that one no Where, like they went into the woods the they oh, had like the creepy yeah well at the end of that episode they get in the elevator and the girls lock pinkies and like smile at each other 
And they're like, yeah, what up, ho? We got away with it. <laughs> um, but you would never, I would never know that without the audio oh. description. Right. You know, so does the, the audio description say they're locking pinkies and looking at each other and they're like, yeah, I got away but with it. But now they took it off Netflix. And so now Nowhere has it streamable with the audio description, which is super annoying. Um, but another fun fact, only 1% of blind people are totally blind. Hmm. Uh I can do like the number where I hold my phone up close to my eyeballs. And ah, Olivia ah. Benson's hair for the so season. <laughs> could you tell, for instance, that Olivia Benson was way too tan in this episode for no reason? So much bronzer. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who, who did that to her? I'm so glad that you were able to tell that as well. <laughs> Briley, of all the franchises, which two cops are your favorite detective team? Favorite Law and Order detective team. This is so hard. I I would say probably Finn and Rollins. Nice. If I had to choose, um, because she has daddy issues Mm. and he desperately needs to reparent somebody. So he fucked it up the first time so bad. Briley, your answer is incorrect because you said... In your entry, I, what did I say? I have no idea what I this said. This is what you said. If I'm feeling exceptionally lonely, I'm all about <laughs> noshing on some man candy known as Benjamin Bratt. That oh. is true. I oh yes, and I figured out too because I actually don't hate Amaro. Oh my god! <laughs> Although I hated him <laughs> in this episode. I I know, I know. I well, I forgot how much of a dick he was this episode. He's very much a dick, but um, he is like Curtis 2.0. Really. Yes, mm. what he is, but I like Curtis. He's he was pretty, and I don't know. Sam and Brad was cute. Yeah. <laughs> and who's your favorite prosecutorial team? Favorite Law and Order District Attorney prosecutorial team. I really love uh, Cutter and Asparza. <laughs> what, what was her, and what's her last name? Yeah, Cut- Ruberosa. Ruberosa. Yeah, yeah. I like them. I really liked Cutter. I thought I thought they were both very good actors. And I don't think they got, especially the last two seasons, they really dug in. I thought they were very good. I don't think, mm-hmm. I wish they'd had another season too to mm. kind of get into that because he so wanted to tap that. And she oh. was like, nah. Yeah. Uh-uh. Sexual I, harassment in the office. <laughs> you know, listen. <laughs> Again, I'm going to call you out as being wrong on your answer. <laughs> what did I say? You I said, know. I love all of them. You made me choose. Choices are hard. You said Barbara needs no teammate except oh, no, me. But, <laughs> no, but you said the question is team. The question yes. is team. And so if I had to pick a team, if I have to pick my favorite prosecutor of all times, it is Barba and his beautiful eyes. I I love him and his how he gets so angry and will do anything for the win, like choke himself with a belt <laughs> in public. <laughs> All right, now let's take a look at the first half of this episode. SVU Season 15, Episode 6, October Surprise. Note on some streaming services, this is listed as Episode 5 because of that two-part season opener. So don't at me, at Wolf. Hmm. On our streaming service, it was labeled Episode 5, just FYI. Right, right. But at Peacock, (laughs) it's Episode 6, and it's anyway. Hulu, it's 5. Yeah, I know. That's what I just said, Rebecca. <laughs> Fuck's sake. You should right. listen when you talk. It's so it's supposed Never. To <laughs> Never. It's like wah, 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 All right. wah, wah. I'm shutting off her microphone for this. Well, we see the mayoral front runner campaigning around New York City in front of adoring crowds. And we see his body man, Eddie Garcia, step away 
later to be found struggling with a blonde foot model over a pair of scissors. <laughs> Lindsay Anderson tells SVU that she was raped. That's when Barba gets a visit from his oldest friend, mayoral candidate Alex Munoz. Can I talk to you about something? Sure, anything, Alex. It's about Eddie. Eddie Garcia from the projects. He got into a stupid fight with a girl. She says he tried to rape her. SVU picked him up last night. We got to take care of him. Eddie claims Lindsay attacked him, and he was there to give her two grand for an abortion. Barbara tells Liv that back in the day, he, Alex, and Eddie were los tres mosqueteros. <laughs> and maybe she should take another look at that. The detectives find out Lindsay had been shaking down rich men that she met online. But why go after a civil servant like Eddie? Amaro thinks he's taken the fall for his powerful friend, candidate Munoz. The politician denies a relationship. Lindsay suddenly takes a job as a foot model in Israel. <laughs> All arranged by Munoz's sleazy spin doctor. Barbara refuses to believe his old pal and future mayor would do this. That's when Rollins lays a honey trap exchanging pictures with Munoz, whose online name is Enrique Trouble. Mm. And that's when he says, say hello to my little friends. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, I'm not the mayor, but OK, I'll cut this ribbon. The time has come to provide affordable housing for the hardworking people of the city. The time has come. Yeah. I mean, we saw all of it, not just the tip. right? Oh, come on now. We're t- <laughs> Let's get to the beginning now. Let's start at the beginning. OK, so so many feelings. So his opening speech. The time has come for affordable housing. The time has come, the walrus said, to pay more for your speechwriter. That I just... That's all I could think of when I heard that. I was like, that's all you got? You know? And then he's like, but my wife! And (laughs) she totally should have run instead. Yeah, so immediately after Eddie's arrested for assaulting a foot model, which I just can't get over... Munoz is somehow outside Barba's office to put the screws to him. Yes, looking for Bustelo Coffee, which, by the way, is not actually authentic. It's actually owned by the Smucker's brand now at this oh, point. Okay. <laughs> oh, so you no. should not feel bad about getting the Starbucks, mm. Alex. You should feel fine about it because your Bustelo Coffee is owned by Smucker's. By but the Bri- way, I looked that up afterwards. But, Briley, how does this happen? He was arrested Five minutes ago. (laughs) They don't give you your first phone call from the crime scene. I mean, you know what? Actually, that's a really interesting point that I didn't even think of. I'm so used to unreasonable timeline situations uh, here that, you know, nobody points that out. Somehow Amaro intuits the the other piece and puts them all together. But this is a piece he missed. Uh, Mm. So I don't know. I just appreciated um, the scissors. Mm. Does anybody have scissors sharp enough in that house? In their house? <laughs> <laughs> that? Where you could stab them, use them as a weapon. I, those Cutco. Those was that was a good investment. That was Excellent. a good investment. I have a theory about how um, he was able to show up just on time. How's that? Because Eddie says he's very good with timing. I don't know how I could be mom because I'm, I'm I'm good with the timing thing uh, since marriage and you know I only screwed up one time. And- I mean, he's talking about pulling out. Oh, it's right. I forgot that. I'm being my (laughs) wife. Come wizard. That's what he is. (laughs) (laughs) Now you see it. Now you don't. (laughs) 
want to make this disappear <laughs> and reappear and disappear and reappear. <laughs> Except he doesn't want to make the baby disappear. Yeah. <laughs> <No> yeah. <laughs> well, because she lies about being raped and being pregnant. And that that vape is just water. Mm. Uh, so I don't know why Amaro's mad because he thinks this of every victim. Oh, no, Amaro is fine. I mean, Amaro's pissed at Barba the whole time. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Like, he's yeah. super pissed at Barba. The whole thing is about him, for whatever reason, being pissed at Barba, right? I love how Olivia's all, believe the women except mm. this one because <laughs> Barba, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and isn't she still with um, Grumpy Pants? Tucker? This, no, she's season. with she's with Cassidy. Oh, it's right oh. because it's post-Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Lewis yeah. With Lewis. the part exactly. two of Lewis episodes, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and so yeah, she's with Lewis, and she's going to her um, knock off Richard Chamberlain therapist like eighteen times a week. You mean Mr. Noodle? <laughs> Mr. From, Noodle, yes, yes. the guy that Street. gives her a necklace, which is very inappropriate, but that's so inappropriate. That's a whole other. So that's a gap for me. It's like so you don't believe her, although she's not very believable. I love tomorrow's dig at her apartment situation. You know, I don't know if the officers told you last night, but you don't need to preserve the crime scene. It um always kind of looks like this. Yeah. And also, yeah. why would Liv tell her to put out her cigarette in her own house? It's I her own house. Just, like, isn't she allowed to smoke there? It is New York and they are the police. <laughs> you know, she just, Liv is feeling herself. Clearly with the tan, she's like, I can walk around with a tan like this. Yes. So I can do what I want. Tell yes. people to not smoke in their own homes. Although, uh, no, when Barbara's hanging out with Benson and he's like, but no, this couldn't be this couldn't be a thing. He's like, Eddie's, you know, Eddie's no genius, but he's a good guy. <laughs> like, that is right up with their congrats. You got into Hudson. <laughs> we are Hudson, where the bad guys go to school. Boom. <laughs> cued, up, cued up the drop. I love it. <laughs> okay, we have a couple of hey, it's that guys. Hey, it's that guy. So I guess, Briley, this is the hey, we're friends now, so maybe this is funny, but it's still probably awkward if I ask you if you recognize this actor. <laughs> oh, well, I, I know that before they were famous. One, uh, nice. Wow. Perfect know. pitch and everything. Let me go through them for you, okay? Yeah. Who is playing state senator and mayoral candidate Alex Munoz? Anyone know? No. A guy. A guy. <laughs> I'm a happily married man. I never even met this woman. You sure about that? On the grave in my abuelita. I've never seen her. I've never spoken to her. What does she say? That's Vincent Loresca. He was uh, Carlos Espada on the TV show Shades of Blue, hmm. along with Jennifer Lopez. Oh, that thing that you was know, on for like four minutes? Yeah, three seasons. What? Yeah, what? three seasons. Who yeah, watched it? was on ABC it? for three seasons. Maybe my grandma. Not my the two of you guys, apparently. No. What, who was she dating when that was on? A-Rod. No, was she? You're so upset about A-Rod, aren't oh you? Oh my God. Her, her breakup with A-Rod, listen, it's probably his fault, but I, I'm just really pissed about it. Really pissed about <laughs> it. <laughs> just feel. I don't know if I'm more pissed about their breakup or Christina Anstead's breakup with her second husband on Flip or Flop. I'm just saying oh. it's very upsetting to me. Oh, I'm still hurting over that. I can't. I can't discuss it. I can't. I'm going to jump in and save my podcast. All again. Right. All right. <laughs> How about the actor who's playing Body Man and Bag Man, Eddie Garcia? You're my brother, Rafi. I would never have learned English if it wasn't for you. We even, right? 
That is super. Hey, it's that guy, Kirk Acevedo. Uh, he was in Oz. And who else was in Oz? Uh, Chris Maloney. Chris Maloney was in Oz, <laughs> yeah. but I yeah. never watched Oz. Who else? Uh, J.K. Simmons. Uh, who is? Uh, Skoda. Skoda. <laughs> Skoda. Yes. <laughs> so he has had uh, 18 Law and Order appearances. He played Hector Salazar. No, not the Hector Salazar from Sons of Anarchy or the Hector Salazar from 24. He played the Hector Salazar who replaced Lenny Briscoe after his death on the short-lived Law and Order trial by jury. Huh. Yeah, that actually wasn't a bad show. Hmm. I, but I guess since Lenny died, it was kind of like, well, what's the point? What is the you point know? exactly? Why what, bother? Can I just say one thing about the character Eddie? Yeah. When he yes. tells Barbara, I never would have learned English without you. I'm like, your English is fine. It's fine. You know? <laughs> Sometimes your accent is suspiciously not as thick as it was before. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk was in that X-Files ripoff show Fringe. He played oh. Charlie Francis and alternate Charlie Francis. Listen, that show starred Paisy from Dawson's Creek. Do not shit on it. Just saying. It also had the lady who's in Mindhunter in it. That's what that show was. It was Pacey and a lady from Mindhunter. Pacey. Oh, Pacey. <laughs> My childhood. Can we talk about uh, our Hey, It's That Girl? Yes. Hey, it's that girl. Who is the actress playing Lindsay Anderson? One of my favorites. That's Annalie Ashford from Masters of Sex. I was um, trying to break it off. But he said no one leaves him. He said he has friends from prison who could hurt me. Yeah. And she's been, she's been in tons of things lately. She's really having a moment. Uh, right now, she's part of that rotating ensemble cast in American Crime Story. And she also plays Gina in the CBS comedy Be Positive, hmm. a sitcom about a woman who is going to donate her kidney to a complete stranger. Hmm. So it has multi-season potential. <laughs> she was also an unbelievable, by the way. Yeah. She was great in that. Oh, she's a Tony Award winning actress. So she's good in other things? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she was not good in this. She (laughs) was not good in this. This was not her finest moment. I think in the beginning she was trying to play bad at bad acting. Yeah. Right? She was, but yeah. No, she's she's wonderful. She's a big Broadway actress. She was in, you know, Wicked and she was in Frozen, the, the cartoon and- Okay, I like her now if she was at Wicked. I feel like she and Betty Gilpin sort of like came up together and like had her having a moment at the same time. Yeah, well, they were both. They're both the Masters of Sex, of sex yeah. and like they're both like having their. It's just so wonderful because they're, like, they're just both such great actresses. Right. And before I get shit from the Broadway community, Tony Award winner Karen Olivio is playing Yelena Munez, the candidate's wife. Bobby, don't ruin his chances. Oh, she is <laughs> beautiful, and yes, she is smarter. Than yes. her husband. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And she, better looking. The Latina Hillary Clinton. Uh, she was last seen appearing across from Raul Esparza before the pandemic in the show Chess. I get my oh. kicks above the waistline, sunshine. Wait, like a TV oh. show or the no, Broadway no, show? No, no, Broadway show. Oh. So it was at the Kennedy Center. I love it was Chess. Just like, like the yeah. actual show? The chess? actual Broadway musical Chess. The Andrew Lloyd Webber musical Chess? Yeah. How many times do I have to say it? I love that musical. Chess. I love that musical. It's, it's so a good weird musical. And wonky and it's a weird. And like, there was a good duet. I know him so well. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> love that. <laughs> we do have some repeat offenders. Repeat offender. 
playing Reverend Curtis Scott is 2021 double Oscar nominee, Leslie Odom Jr. This is a candidate who can actually save our schools, rebuild our neighborhoods, and you choose to sacrifice all of that because of a zipper problem. We talked about him in Amaro's 180, that episode that we did. Also returning as spin doctor and secret child pornographer, Hank Abram. (laughs) Is this something I should call the DA about? Because I'm handling his campaign as well. Is resting anus face Josh Pace. (laughs) He's been in several, several of our episodes. Oh, I'm going to incorporate that into my (laughs) daily vocabulary. Can you tell me who's playing Channel 8 news anchor Lester Holt? (laughs) You mean the demoted Lester Holt? It's Channel he 8. so familiar. It might be Lester Holt. With only 12 days left until New York's mayoral election, the latest polls show State Senator Alejandro Munoz still holding on to his lead. <laughs> he got a hell of oh, a demotion. A hell yeah. of a demotion. Yeah. There's a couple of actual reporters in this season. We have like Hoda Cuppy comes on and whatnot. But uh, Errol Lewis and Teresa Woods are also local journalists who... Uh, who made that? One more here. Who is playing Eddie's lawyer? Good luck getting them to testify. We done here? Eddie's lawyer? I don't know. Okay. That's Jason Cerboni. He was Jackie April Jr. on The Sopranos. But you will recognize him, I think, as Luca from the video for the Suzanne Vegas song, Shut Luca. Shut Yeah. He lives on the second floor. He does. It's <laughs> upstairs from you, right? I don't think I've seen him before. Man. That is the happiest song about child abuse ever to be the hit number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Listen, don't make no kind of trouble or no kind of fight, Kevin. Don't do it. Just don't ask me what it was. (laughs) So when the sex crimes police interview Hank Abram about whether a political candidate is engaging in a public corruption scheme, he verbalizes the thing that we've all thought for 20 years. And uh, may I ask how that's SVU is concerned? Because this seems like an item for page six, you know, not a matter for an elite detective unit. This doesn't seem like a job for an elite unit. No. <laughs> that's right. It doesn't like a job for them at all. A. <laughs> no, it never is. They're investigating this one. A, it's clear that there's like not it's it's not clear there's been any crime committed yeah. yet they're still investigating yeah and then when they actually do find the crime which is like an fec issue not like an svu issue right. they just keep investigating they keep investigating until they find an actual sex crime which by the way is not how it's supposed to go right right briley not everything is especially heinous no but Abraham's face is especially heinous. That is a low blow, but I feel it's justified. Wasn't he, was it after this that it was like child porn or was that yes. before this? He's playing the same character. Yeah, it's the yeah. same guy. But later it comes on, yeah. Can I ask a question about that now? Because what? I was going to, does this mean Alex is actually elected mayor? Because no. he's becomes the, he becomes the press person. For the police department, yes. not the mayor's office. But how would he have gotten that job? I don't know. He's got a lot of juice. He's given porn stars jobs on the, on the gaming commission. I mean, <laughs> of course he's going to get a job. He's sending foot models to Tel Aviv. Yeah. To be political consultants. Jeez. <laughs> Going to the Holy Land to show my piggies. <laughs> Listen. Uh, that's not kosher. Open toe shoes all year. It's where, it's where it's at. Size six, That's you know. Right. That's where the Size sandals six. come from. Yes. Dap, 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 dap. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs>
So Rollins lays a honey trap, which is like the dumbest fucking thing they put together. She first goes to the campaign website to say, When you talked about the pension system, I got so excited. And then she somehow knows to find Enrique Trouble on the pleasurewithoutconscience.com website. Yeah. And so the dirty picture that she sends, it's of her slightly pulling her blouse to the side to show just a tiny bit of her black, black lacy it's bra. Basically, like she's leaning over to wash the dishes, and that's what you yeah, would see. Yeah, yeah. By the it's way, not sexy. If you're wearing a black bra with a white blouse, no. everyone can see it already. So I don't know what the point is. But she did it on purpose. She did. Enrique Trouble. I was yeah. like, let's just put that one on the nose yeah they're in the writer's room like hmm (laughs) it's literally like crazy eyes (laughs) latin it's it's like latin synonyms right name and synonym rico suave louis loco (laughs) maybe carlos nope nope (laughs) i do like though how rollins like turns to finn after sharing the photo with the whole class and saying i sent him this selfie thank you well, seeing as they all get so scandalized by cock pictures, I yes. don't really. Yes. They all are like, yes. Oh, oh, oh. oh, okay. That's the full moon, yells right there. Oh, no. And this guy wants to be the next mayor of New York. Literally their job to look at dick like, pics. Don't you do this all the time? Like, why are we so scandalized? Why are they scared of a picture of a dick? It's like they were watching Dr. Pimple Popper. And they're like, whoa, whoa. Although when you talk about the pension system, I get so excited. I'm like, there is no way you landed some 15-year-old ass. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that what they thought they were going to get? Is a dick pic? I, think I mean, that's that the whole were, thing they were fishing yeah, for, right? that's the whole point. When they saw it, they were so disappointed. Yes. They're like, oh, I can't watch anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally your job. So here's how the photos come, all right? He goes, he does the bare chest, mm-hmm. and then it's a photo of his boxers with an erection. Yeah. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure how NBC ensured that would happen, but let's just go with it. I didn't see and an erection. That, I just saw a wiener inside of boxers. Yes. Yeah, it was, yeah. a, it was the, the audio description said a bulge. I will <laughs> a bulge. You know. right, there you go. <laughs> that was the term they chose <laughs> for that. And then, and then it goes to the dick pic. I'm kind of like, why that underwear shot in the middle? I mean, are you trying to build suspense? Yes. Of course you're going to show the Johnson. Well, I, depending on how big it was, it's like just set me up for disappointment. It's a <laughs> test. You know, it's, a, it's test. a test. It's like if she'll tolerate this, then she'll definitely want this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the full Munoz. You know, here's the thing. This is the thing I will never understand, right? What? Dicks are the least sexy thing in the entire world. I am a heterosexual woman. I love you very much. Mm-hmm. If I never had to actually look at it, You'd that be would fine. be fine with me. I don't know. I've seen, <laughs> no, I've definitely seen some ones that look like Sharpays. But <laughs> there's some that aren't so bad. <laughs> I feel like size in that event uh, does help the aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> size does matter for attractiveness. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? 
a lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start Start saving saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. All right, now let's take a look at the second half of this episode. So the evidence against Munoz is not rock hard, a little flaccid, perhaps. <laughs> uh, Barba meets with Munoz so he can let it all out. Rafael, how can you believe this? It's obviously Wall Street trying to keep me out of City Hall. Alex, you need to be honest with me and honest with yourself. You came to me to ask for help on Eddie's behalf because he's my friend and your friend. You didn't ask our friend to go to Lindsay and hush her up about the police. Speaking of being hard on someone, um, (laughs) Amaro accuses Barba of protecting his old friend. And to make the point, he does it in Spanish. (laughs) One of Enrique Trouble's sexting partners just got a job at the State Gaming Commission, and Finn recognizes her as a porn star because we all know he likes boobs. Yeah. Uh, she says that Munoz gave her a monthly payment to keep her from talking to the press. And Eddie was the bag man. Barba convinces Eddie he needs to cooperate or face jail time. He tells Benson that he personally paid off all the girls on Munoz's behalf, except for a high school teacher in Yonkers. But guess what? She's no teacher. Mm. She's a sophomore who <laughs> sent the candidate snatch shots. Dios mie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the photos of all his cyber sex partners, Barba confronts Munoz at a fundraiser. The candidate accuses of his old friend of betraying him and says ever since he got that scholarship to Harvard, Barba's changed and everyone will blame him if he loses the election. That morning, the mayoral candidate is arraigned for witness tampering and child pornography and released on bail with the election only six days away. Okay, so in the stopped clock twice a day category, Amaro is the one who not only is going after the candidate, but he's going after Barba, too. You're afraid to go after Munoz because while he stayed in the hood in El Barrio and played man of the people. You went off to Harvard and pretended you were one of the gringuitos. I know where I come from. Yeah, so does Munoz. And he's playing you. He saw you making you feel like a sellout. Un arrepentido. Thank you so much for the bodega psychoanalysis detective. Compay? He's 100% right. He's 100% right that Barbara should not be interfering in this case. (laughs) There is so much bullshit happening here. The first piece of bullshit is technically from earlier, but it's where Barbara's like, but the DA wants me here for realsies. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't I don't think that would be real. I don't mm. think that's the case. Would yeah. they have him do that? The answer is no. But I totally forgot about the whole cock waving contest between mm. Barbara and Amaro. That was definitely a theme for this past, like for like a couple seasons. I have a question. Do you think that's about Olivia? Because I I think it's about Olivia a little bit. Oh, like well, I don't think Amaro's think it- in love with Olivia. I just think he wants to be her guy in a way that like, you know, he thinks Barbara is trying to be her guy. Not like her like love no. interest, but like her guy, her like work mm-hmm. husband, you know? Maybe. I think he's jealous of Barbara. Mm. And because I, you see it at the end of this where he's like, I mean, I'm not going to apologize. But... <laughs> 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 There's a lot of Latino characters here in the show. And I think it's actually important for them to speak some Spanish to each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's realistic. 
In this case, though, it feels a little like Dora the Explorer. Yeah, because they're literally <laughs> speaking English, except for the random Spanish phrase injected in their non-accented English for no reason. It's just performative. Just to remind you that they're Cubano. It's performative, random Spanish. It's it's ridiculous. And it's But wouldn't you just be as critical if they just you know all spoke? Is? It's Hilaria Baldwin is what it is. It's like that time she was on the Today Show and pretended like she didn't know how to pronounce cucumber. It's like it's like that because it's not like they are. It's not like they're speaking Spanish to each other and then speaking English to the for the benefit of the people who don't speak Spanish in the room. They're speaking to each other in English except for random moments. Alejandro, por favor, I'm speaking to you as a friend. And then also they're speaking to the English speakers with random Spanish phrases that they then they translate which they could have just said in English to begin with. So right. for no well, reason. And that's, and that's the part that's weird. I, I don't hate the random Spanish as much, except when Amaro does it because it comes off as like, I'm trying so hard. <laughs> it seems a little more natural when Barba does it. He's a better actor, though. Let's be well, real. <laughs> that, that helps. But, but when they do like the, I spoke Spanish. And now I'm going to tell you what it means in English because I am the speaking spell of America. <laughs> like, we need context clues. I know. Uh-huh. Help. I would have had no idea what tres. I don't even. Well, see? Yeah. I mean, you know. Los tres mosqueteros. Los tres mosqueteros. And uh, the street. Look, I did put the closed captioning on to see if they would put like the phrases in, and it is like, you know, guapo and things Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, But then Amaro like rips off like this whole sentence at Barba, and it just sounds really mean. And then the caption just says, Speaking Spanish. <laughs> well, I don't even know what he said because they didn't do like subtitles. I was like, listen, yeah. if you're going to have him be like, pull a dick move, at least have some uh, subtitles for my white ass. That'd be I helpful. Have a, I have a question about a piece of dialogue yeah. that Barba says to Amaro. Thank you for the bodega psychoanalysis. Oh, yeah. What does that mean, A? What does that mean? Is, it, is is he trying to say that like if someone speaks Spanish and has an opinion that like it should just be done in a bodega? No, that's fucking racist, no, Barba. I, I don't think so. No, I think what it is. I find sometimes in in marginalized communities, which I can't speak for any except mine. Um, but there is sometimes I found the piece about resentment towards Barba, which is why I don't think it's about Olivia at all. I think it's about Barba's success. I mean, you Um, see it with Munoz, too. It comes Um, up later, yeah. Tomorrow, it comes up later. And I think it's about this jealousy of you made it out. Like, you made it out and you were successful. And there is resentment in marginalized communities. I work at a corporate entity. My paycheck's nice. It don't hurt none. And, and, I'm fine with that, but other people are sometimes not. And I understand that you. because, yeah. well, I don't know about hate, but it it definitely there. I think there's sometimes some resentment of like, why does one person get that opportunity and I and I didn't or I never will. And I'm like, listen, I was just lucky. Like, I'm not saying that I'm better than anybody right? Because I'm not. But that's definitely a thing. Sometimes it's like justice is this finite commodity we all want to fight over. Like we get like we all need a piece of that pie. And if we and when somebody else gets it, instead of being able to celebrate somebody else's success, there is sometimes that bitterness that develops. So I did Mm. find that actually pretty relatable 
Um, so I think the bodega psychoanalysis piece is like you're trying to like hood analyze me. Ah, you know, mm. right. Got it. Yeah. And speaking of the resentment, I did, you know, appreciate later on that Munoz started putting Barbara down by accusing him of sort of being a sellout because he goes skiing in Europe and hangs mm. out on people's yachts. Does he? He does. Don't you remember that scene? He does. Uh, yeah. Look at his he- suits. No, there's this oh, one wait. scene where he comes into the squad room and he's dressed all preppy and Liv says, Where were you, on your yacht? And he says, Not my yacht. Not my yacht. <laughs> <laughs> that's good continuity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's rare and happy. So during this heartfelt scene with Eddie and Parba. One, we got to talk. You know, they, they fix his park since we were kids, right? Yeah, they did. I was terribly distracted by the ice cream truck in the background playing Do Your Ears Hang Low over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> I was like obsessively rewinding. So I was like, they didn't have any bed, like no music bed until a little bit later in the scene and it had the park and the whole thing. It was very touching and they were, they were do it. They were like doing their best face acting. It was great. But I was like, do your ears. I am never going to forgive you for this <laughs> because there are two ice cream truck songs. One of them is the entertainer. And the, no, yeah. the other one is do your ears hang low, which I have never before identified as being that song. And now I will I'm never sorry. fucking not hear it. Thank I'm, you. I am, I, you know what? Welcome <laughs> to my world where I obsess over these small things. Hey, so if I know one thing, it's that Finn has an entire spank bank at his apartment. Yes. So he can just go up and say, hey, I recognize you from Million Dollar a Night Baby. And not C-SPAN. And not C-SPAN. <laughs> I never studied any acting. That's funny, Amber. Because my partner here says you're a real natural. And what is it, Finn? This is my favorite. Million Dollar a Night, baby. <laughs> I have the DVD right here. Like, it's 1996. Okay, so Finn's apartment is painted entirely red. We know that. The yeah, and all the furniture's like, black leather. Yes, everything's oh, no. red. And he, he watches porn all the time. How the fuck did he get engaged to Jennifer Esposito? I don't know. How does he keep that clean? <laughs> My I God. Don't, I don't know. I don't know. But that's all right. Black's unforgiving. <laughs> I, I would be okay with that. I, I do love though how this Munoz has this whole thing about but Wall Street and I'm like Wall Street has a penis <laughs> Wall Street's got dick pics in their back pocket they're just waiting can we talk about the porn star working at that job sure and the outfit she was wearing <laughs> which looked like what a porn star would wear in a porno film about corporate about working office. in the government <laughs> and the fact that even she shits on Albany for a second yeah. in this episode—it's <laughs> Albany. Yeah, I mean, uh, lots of people who are here are even less qualified. Sweetheart, than I am. you don't have to wear that porn suit. You're in the union now. Porn <laughs> Take suit. the uniform off. It. The race is over. <laughs> she looked like a stepmom porn scene. Yeah. I just got home from work, son. Do you want to give me a massage? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I do not. No. No massage for you. Here's the uh-uh. horrible thing, though. Munoz is always getting these chicks, these great jobs. But Eddie it's like, hey, how'd you like to work at Rikers? <laughs> the actual fuck? No, no. S- stay at the prison. It'll be How fun. do you want to drive me around? Eddie, my oldest friend. 
How would you like to be on shank duty? <laughs> you know, with some with some shitty scissors. Yes, just in I'd case. like to work third shift. Listen, he's ESL. We know. Maybe he was worried about his language skills. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> oh God! By the way, his English was fine. It was just fine. It was just fine. I could tell because I didn't have the subtitles on. It said speaking English. Um, you know, Bart. You're right. Barbara keeps mentioning a couple of times that the DA wants him to stay on this case. And they rarely mention it. But, of course, the DA in this universe is Jack McCoy. <sighs> so I keep wondering, like when Barba went to him and said that right before the election, he wanted to prosecute the leading mayoral candidate. Did McCoy go all full Adam Schiff and be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, just fucking kill me. It's only six days to the election. Make him a deal. I'm apoplectic. Can't believe my fucking life. I sit here and eat Chinese food out of cartons and chopsticks. It's a ghost of Fred Thompson. He just looks all so so uptight, like he's about to have a stroke. Adam Schiff is like his whole attitude is like when I walk in with a bunch of bags from TJ Maxx. Kevin's like, gotta go through this again, again with this fucking shit. It's like Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and the wee donkey. Oh God, I have to know though because they did not describe this, and I and I must know. And you don't have to put this in. Did they show the cover of the DVD? Was there like boxing gloves? Yes, exactly. It was Million Dollar Baby. Yep. By the way, do the makers of this fake porno in the writer's room not know what Million Dollar Baby is actually about? Yeah, they did. Why? What makes you think that? Well, because it's the least sexy movie well, like ever fucking made. No, but they're like, oh, this is a good title that we can oh, porn on. Oh, yeah. God. It's like it's like making a Schindler's List porn. It's just not <laughs> sexy. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. All right, let's take a look at the real-life story that inspired this episode. It's time for Rip from the Headlines. What could it be? You think you know who did it. You think you know who did it. But you don't know who did it. You don't know who did it. Rip from the Headlines. This episode takes cues from the sexting scandal around former New York congressman Anthony Weiner. In May 2011, the married politician mistakenly tweeted a photo of a man bulge in his boxers. It was meant to be a private message for a college student in Seattle. At first, he denied he sent the picture, suggesting his account was hacked. After Breitbart posted a shirtless photo of Wiener and claimed to have more explicit pictures of him, Wiener admitted to inappropriate online behaviour. 
But the mere culpa didn't cool the controversy. Conservative media outlets found other women who said Weiner sent nude photos or engaged in phone sex. Polls showed a majority of constituents didn't think Weiner should resign, but bipartisan pressure on Capitol Hill led him to step down in June. In 2013, Weiner attempted a political comeback, running for mayor of New York. After jumping out as an early frontrunner, evidence emerged he'd still been sexting with young women after his congressional resignation. The revelations tanked his campaign and he came in fifth. In August 2016, Weiner was accused of trading photos with a 15-year-old girl. That led to a separation from his wife, Huma Abedin, a top advisor to Hillary Clinton. The seizure of the family computer by the FBI had grave political consequences. In 2017, Anthony Weiner took a plea deal for transferring obscene material to a minor and was sentenced to 21 months. He was released from federal prison in February 2019. So this episode came out in 2013? Yeah. Yes. 13, 14, something like that. This is the, the, the underage girl was 2015. This is the 2015 was the scandal, teen. Yeah. 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 yeah the, yeah, the connection to the young kid was. So he must have watched this and been like, that was a great idea. I wow. should try it. I I'll should probably try get ROR. That. Yeah. My wife will still stand I'm, by me. Yeah. It'll be that, the documentary they made about Wiener. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uma Aberdeen is like Adam Schiff, that whole documentary. Why are we still having these kids? <laughs> I, you know, I love how everyone's like, no, it's fine. It's just a zipper problem. Mm. I mean, the reference says that in the episode. Yes, he does. Even though it's a young girl, which, so like, men can do this. It's a zipper problem. But when right. Kamala Harris is like, they're like, well, she had an affair 30 years ago, maybe haps, and everyone's like, <laughs> off with her head! <laughs> she married a she, divorced man. <gasps> she cannot stand! <laughs> Let the men wave their flags at the young ladies, and yet... <laughs> so I feel like if Anthony Weiner had messaged a teenager to make this a more serious crime, I th- think we, we would just think of him as a cheap punchline, a guy who couldn't stop whacking it. Uh, I don't think anybody cares about the teenager. I think he became a cheap punchline the moment we saw his dick inside those. And his boxers. name was Wiener, right? I mean, <laughs> he was Wiener. It's pretty. It's pretty. He was God's yeah. gift to the news. Yes. Yes. Slow news week. Let's stay in 2011 for one minute. Was this offense worthy of resignation? Yes. That first offense. Next yes. question. You thought yes, just yep. because Republicans don't no, do the, it. The tweet. The tweet. Yes. You think, okay. No, I just The sex scandal yes, was nobody but him. In, okay, at my job. See, I used to think that you were, you thought no, that no, he no, should No, 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 So here's the thing. Here's the thing. He knew what he was when that tweet went out. If it was honestly a mistake. Yeah. If that was something he meant to send his wife, but he accidentally tweeted it or whatever. Who the fuck cares? But he knew that he was sexting a bunch of randos on the internet when he did that thing and he lied about what it actually was, yeah. the well, lie me, yeah. and the cover up, that is the that's the offense that you should resign. Well, and it's about power, right? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. because I, I do think that we have way too many hang ups about sex in general. Absolutely. So, so if a lot of people had a lot like we wouldn't be in this position if he could have been like, oh, I would like to have sex with multiple people. And everyone was like, that's cool. Mm. So it's OK, uh, except. 
when you're a congressperson or you have power, I feel like when they're maybe 19, perhaps mm-hmm. you should noodle on that for a minute for sending some dick pics. Yep. Yeah. Well, he resigned less than a month after the uh, after the thing broke. Yeah. I mean, which is pretty quick. I mean, right now we have a lingering case of a congressman who denies paying for sex with a teenager with Apple Pay. By the way, in order to use Apple Pay, you need to use your fucking face. That's right. You can't. You can't fake that. You want to hack that? Do you remember uh, his texting name? Wiener's texting name? Of course I do. Everybody does. Carlos Danger. Carlos, Carlos Danger. Danger. <laughs> That's why yeah. it was so poorly written in here. <laughs> what was it? Enrique Trouble. Enrique Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> one disaster. Julio Mayhem. I like, I like that one. <laughs> no one asked me. No one asked me. <laughs> hey, so one of the women that Wiener had phone sex with uh, was named Lisa Weiss and Rebecca. You and I met her. Really? Oh, oh. Yeah, let me tell the story. That's right. She was a blackjack dealer in Las Vegas, and we knew her as a big true crime fan, but we did not know her for this. We It wasn't until like, later on that it was like, wait a minute, she's she was that woman? We met her before this whole thing, right? No, we met her after this. Oh, right? she didn't mention this. Yeah, she was a true crime f- fan, and Bradley, we went to, we were in Las Vegas with friends, and she invited us to Caesar's Palace to play blackjack at her table, and so we went there, it we found her. She was very friendly, and we started playing, and the four of us at the table, we got crushed. Yeah, we lost. We lost fucking everything, and we went down hard. Nobody won a single hand. Even she was like, oh, I can't believe how cold this table is. And then we went on a 20-minute break, and we got the <laughs> fuck out of there. Yep. It's, it's that wiener aura. It's just oh, hanging it's around her. <laughs> so I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, so you asked me the question. Yeah. Like, I don't care what Anthony Weiner does. I do care about the, like, very blatant lies. I really care about that. I'm sorry. That is where I draw the line. Do what you want to do. But don't lie about it. Lie to your wife. Don't lie to us. You're an elected <laughs> official. How can he not lie about it? Like, we don't we don't have the type of society that, that lets was it, people... Who was, it? was it the governor of Virginia who ran away with his girlfriend for the weekend? And to then, Brazil or someplace yes, he, like, like in South America. Yes, he went to South America to be with his girlfriend, and then he came back and he was like, "Yep, I'm in love. I did it." <laughs> and I was like, "You Good know what? For you, if it was them's my people, that's fine. <laughs> it's my homeland. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I hope that was. I'm proud. And that's gonna do it for us. We want to thank our guest, Briley O'Connor. Briley, where can our listeners follow you online? So I'm on Twitter at my username's Briley OC. And congratulations on being our first These Are Your Stories winner. Yay! And maybe the last. Who knows? This was a lot of work. 200 (laughs) entries. I should have saved my responses because now it's like you tell lies. You don't don't remember anything you said. And it's like, no, no, I don't. I don't remember. You were better on paper. Yes. Better on paper. Probably true. Rebecca Lavoie, how can our listeners follow you? Twitter and Instagram at Reb Lavoie. And you can track me on Twitter at Kevin P. Flynn. You also can tweet to us at Law and Order Pod or follow us on Instagram at These Are Their Stories Podcast. Our newsreader was Cy Freighter. Our theme music was composed and performed by Uncanny Valleys. Line editing by Henry Lavoie. Content assistance from Travis Roy. Lily Flynn handles promotions. To get ad-free episodes of These Are Their Stories a week early, sign up for Stitcher Premium. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act Fair Use Exemption for criticism and commentary. 
Special thanks to the elite squad of the Law & Order Wiki community for preserving the evidence. Go to lawandorderpodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter for a chance to be our next Law & Order Marathon winner. These Are Their Stories was recorded in the yoga loft above the bodega in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi studio and is a production of Partners in Crime Media. Partners in Crime Media Chapter 1. Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waverhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home.